Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, leave a comment. The fake news is out. The get woke go broke is back at it again. This time with the NFL ratings because they have nothing to talk about with the NBA anymore. Kansas City fans who booed during the players show of solidarity and unity last night proved that it was never about the flag or the anthem. Racism is being challenged and they don't like it. Nebraska and Ohio are fighting the Big Ten and it's virtue signaling politics. Dak Prescott is a real man for admitting his mental health struggles. And of course, my parting shot. Am I right, sir, or am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. It's where it meets the truth. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors. And absolutely no BS because I keep it 100. Make sure, though, that you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure that you tell a friend about it. Share it with them, send it to them in a text, all of that. We grew 40% in August, hoping to grow at least another 40% this month, and it's thanks to you. You guys can get a hold of me, Podcast at unafraidshow.com. Make sure you subscribe and tell a friend. And of course, you can listen to me as well on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast and Fox Sports Radio Series 83, Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. That's 5 to 8 Eastern time. And then weekdays filling in as well. We are going to start with the fake news. Get woke, go broke. Headlines, dude. They are back. Oh, the NFL's tanking. See, I told you. Get woke, go broke. It's a damn lie. And the reason why they focused over to the NFL is because there's nothing to talk about now that the NBA isn't playing 10 a.m. games. Now that they're not playing 10 a.m., 12 a.m. games, there's nothing to talk about. because This is fake news, and the headlines started today. Oh, see, I told you the NFL's tanking. Get woke, go broke. How about to the tune of 19.3 million viewers? 20.3 if you count the, well, as soon as they count it, the digital viewers. Are you kidding me? 20 million people is getting woke, go broke? Well, it's, it's down 11% from last year. Uh, It was a near blowout in the middle of a pandemic while competing with the NBA, the MLB, college football game, hockey, and the election news, which is so prominent right now. So those numbers down 11%, that's on par. That's actually doing fantastic. Anybody that says the NFL is going to uh, tank because of social justice and the players, you are sadly mistaken. It is America's game. It is not going anywhere, and it is a lie. I mean, really think about this. Last year's game between the Packers and the Bears on opening day, on that opening Thursday night, they're up over 11% from this one, but it did not have all of those factors. Like social, racial and social justice was at the forefront of the game. But at the end of the day, it's the same game. 
And I talked about this two episodes ago. Because if you really think about it, from, from last night's game, it was still up over the 2018 uh, ratings for opening day. Hmm. And it was up higher in 19, down a little bit this year, but because of the things that I just talked about. Hmm. They don't want to tell you the nuance. They don't want to tell you the facts. They just want to get you all riled up and pretending that there's an issue when there is not an issue. And I did talk about this two episodes ago because this get woke, go broke is 100% a con job. This is a way to rile people up because this is the same keep politics out of sports crowd. Keep politics out of sports, but all they want to talk about is the politics in sports and use that to make a mint off of these people. It's not true. It is a myth. This is a myth perpetuated by sports talk show host, a very uh, prominent one. This, this is a myth, dude. It is not true. Do not believe it. The numbers and the data do not support it in any way. Nike is doing just fine. Yes, they're in the middle of a pandemic. But when they signed Kaepernick in 2018, it became public. The get woke, go broke crowd said Nike's going to tank. Nope. Not even a chance, dude. They actually went way up. Come on, man. This is an attempt to mislead people into thinking that they are making a difference when in real, when in reality, they are still watching the games. They're watching it on their phone. They're trying to find a way not to get tracked because they love football still. And the game has not changed in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Like They are on the wrong side of this. And they have nowhere to hide at this point in time. And that leads me to the next thing. The Kansas City fans who booed the players standing in solidarity and unity. How can you hate black and white people on the field standing for unity and equality? If you do, you need to check yourself. There's no way to hate it. How can you hate it unless the boos really weren't about the flag or about the anthem? Because it's racism that's being challenged. That is the issue right now. That's the problem. And people are having problems with changing the way that they treat others. Because equality feels like oppression to some people. Wait, I have to change what I'm doing? I have to change what I say? Change what I think? Because what we were doing was creating a system of systematic racism? Come on, man. Like, let's get out of here with that. that that's just absolutely foolish. Um, because Houston, the Houston Texans, they stayed in the locker room during both national anthems. Because they didn't want any misinterpretation or throwing shade at either song. Kansas City was standing out there. Only one player kneeled. So how on earth, after both of the anthems are played, both teams come out, stand on the, uh, at, at halfway between the field, and it's a problem. You got people booing. What are you booing? What are you booing? I mean, really consider what they were booing. Equality feels like oppression to some people because it wasn't during the anthem or when the flag was out there and they're still mad. 
the game is still the same game and nothing has changed. And that goes on to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins already said that they're staying inside for both anthems as well for the same reason as the Texans. No misinterpretation for the national anthem and lift every voice and sing. Just whatever that they don't want to be a part of this, uh, of any misinterpretation or anything that could be construed as something that they are not trying to do. But it leads me to this. What are the NFL players ultimately going to do to force ownership to do something different? We've seen the NBA take the lead on a lot of these things because the players in the NBA have a lot more power individually than a player does in the NFL. Simply because of the fact that A, they make more. B, uh, one player impacts winning and losing more than one player does in football. It, I mean, LeBron James impacts it more than any other quarterback does, even though quarterback is the most difficult position. The NBA has forced owners to step up. They've gotten them to use arenas as voting places, uh, increasing uh, civic giving. Owners are giving hundreds of millions of dollars to black and brown communities and to help police and community interaction. So what are the NFL players going to do at this point in time? Because I do know that there's growing sentiment amongst them that they must do something. They cannot just sit back and let the NBA be the only people that are doing it. You have to get involved, especially when 70% of your league is black. You can't just sit back and just take a seat with this. Uh, next thing up, Nebraska and Ohio are fighting the Big Ten in court and legally, and it's virtue signaling politics. The uh, Big Ten versus everybody is getting ugly. So if you have not, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what's been going on in case you don't know. Obviously, the Big Ten is not playing football this season, but. Here is what virtue signaling is. The action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's opinion or uh, on a particular issue. So here's the background. Eight Nebraska football players then sued the Big Ten Conference, which then made them reveal their 11-3 vote, which Nebraska... Ohio, I'm sorry, yeah, Ohio State and Iowa all voted to play of the university chancellors and presidents. A judge then is given the Big Ten till September 12th to provide more documentation in the case. And then Lee Chatfield, the Speaker of the House in Michigan, wrote a letter to the Big Ten asking them to reconsider their decision on not playing football in the fall. It was co-signed by politicians from Iowa, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and then Ohio. And then Ohio's attorney general has said Ohio State could sue the conference. Now, here is today. Nebraska's attorney general, Doug Peterson, wrote a serious letter, a very serious letter to the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren. And it stated that the conference does not the see. Here's where it gets tricky, because now people are playing 100 percent politics. He in there, he said it doesn't appear 
that the conference has the proper registration to operate as a nonprofit in Nebraska. This is like getting uh, a mobster on tax evasion here. And it asked the Big Ten to prove whether it registered and explain if so why it hasn't and requested documents of the bylaws and evidence that the bylaws were followed in postponing the season. And the Big Ten has until September 21st to reply. I don't even know why they're doing this except for virtue signaling politics because the Big Ten is can't play. There is no chance the Big Ten can play before November 7th. It's not even possible because uh, the NCAA and the conferences are requiring at least six weeks for teams to get back. Wisconsin has stopped practice until September 25th already they have stopped school they're going online because of COVID outbreaks so here's what that means the players aren't all on these campuses anyway if it if they were to start up today and they were you're looking at six weeks that's Saturday October 24th and that's if they won today but that's not and then after the September 21st deadline The earliest then, which then they would still have to recall students, all of that, would still be Monday, November 2nd, which puts it at the Saturday of November 7th. So it's freaking impossible to get this done before a week before Thanksgiving to really be truthful. I mean, the soonest possible that that could get done, but the Big Ten is going to fight against it legally. So then that pushes everything back. So what was the point in doing this anyway? Because the earliest that you're going to be able to start is like the end of November, beginning of December, which puts you in the January that they were going to start anyway. It's stupid. Ohio State, though, is fighting for this so hard because Ryan Day thinks he has a chance to win a national championship and he's fighting Alabama for the number one recruiting class. And he knows Justin Fields could be a transcendent quarterback, and this is his opportunity right here. This is about politics as well. People are going to be voting, and they want to know that your that your red state or these battleground states, that your politicians fought hard to get back football. Because the Big Ten is could be even more unforgiving than the SEC as it relates to no football. Because it is, the Big Ten is the bell cow conference. Even though the SEC, quote unquote, it just matters more. The Big Ten is proving it just matters more to them. Uh, Next thing up, we got Dak Prescott. The reason why this is even coming up is because he said that he, well, he admitted that he was suffering from depression uh, during the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that was also following his brother's suicide. And Skip basically said that as a leader of a team, that he shouldn't publicly be saying these things. But he did say he should have sought help, talk to teammates, do all of this stuff. So Skip was, I guess, kind of understanding in this situation that people do have mental health issues and they need to be addressed. But here is the thing. The public talking about it by Dak Prescott was necessary. Not because it's therapeutic for Dak, 
but because he realized that he can help other people because depression is real, very real. I'm not talking about just clinical de depression where you're suicidal and all of that. Even just the small bouts of depression when things go very difficult and hard in your life. And admitting this is true strength. And I have been depressed in my life, never been clinically depressed or anything like, like that. But I've gone through some hard things. And when you retire from professional sports, no matter whether you're Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, or you're all the way down a guy who only made a practice squad or a kid who only finished in high school or college, the longer that you play, the more likely you are to have some sort of grieving when it's over because there is no middle ground. There is no, you know, phasing out. It is just one day you're on the side of the door with the key code to get in and the other day you're not like there is no in between. There's no, you know, uh, <laughs> there's no acclimation period. And nobody in that locker room, I'm going to tell you this from my own personal experience, is going to look at Dak Prescott as weak for sharing this. Because the thing that makes you truly weak is if you stop showing up. And this toxic masculinity, I know I'm using that term, is going to it's going to create some hot button issues for for people. But as a man, the thing that I've learned more than anything, it's not that men aren't supposed to cry, that men are uh, tough. But the true strength is in not giving up and not quitting and continuing the fight. That's where the strength is. It's not in not crying, because as a man, you're supposed to be able to show your emotions love your family, still be able to show up no matter what because your family needs to know that you love them and you care about them and you are there for them emotionally, not the same way maybe that mom is, but that you care about how they feel, but also do all the quote unquote manly stuff that there is as well because that is true manhood and admitting a struggle is true strength. And it allows you to turn that into power. And Kobe Bryant talked about this a lot. And it's crazy that we quote him like he's a, a, a wise teacher because he was. He talked about admitting your emotions. He said, people think I don't have the same emotions as everybody else, but I do. I get sad. I get frustrated. I get angry. Um, I get, you, you know, some sort of sadness. But the first thing you have to do is you have to acknowledge those feelings. Acknowledge those feelings that way. Then you can say, OK, how am I going to deal with it? I have a choice. Either I'm going to let this affect me and I'm going to quit or I'm going to keep pressing forward. And he chooses in that moment and you can't negotiate with yourself. Oh, I'm going to do a little bit of what I need to do or not. No, do not quit. Do not give up because I've been around the world speaking to our servicemen and women about being mentally fit as you are physically fit because we spend so much time as athletes and the service men and women uh, getting our bodies ready, going through difficult things, cold, hot. Uh, they're freaking drown proofing. They're doing all this, th these sorts of heroic and amazing things with their body. But then there was a stigma about saying that something was going on with your mind, that you were depressed about something or going through something significant. 
But truthfully, what they found is, is that going to go seek help actually makes them better at their job. It makes them better husbands, wives, commanders, brothers, sisters, whatever. Because once you get as mentally fit as you are physically fit or even more, then you can handle the rigors of life better. That makes you better in all areas. That means you're not going to snap at your family. That means you can do the right things. That means when stress comes, you can handle it because you are mentally prepared for it. And that's why I'll say if anybody is suffering from depression or going through anything hard, the suicide prevention number 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255. Give them a call. Thank you for your time. Um, and here's my parting shot. It's a little lighthearted compared to what we were just talking about. But I was looking at the football game, the Texans with the Chiefs. And Andy Reid's face mask, it just looked like an opportunity for me to make a lot of money. He had the little face shield on, and by the fourth quarter, he was breathing that hot breath. It was all fogged up. You could see the the, the, the condensation from his breath on there. And I was like, this is an opportunity for somebody to make some money with an anti-fog mask. Somebody is prepared to put a, a, a symbol on it or something, make a whole lot of money. I just thought that that was absolutely funny. Um, you guys, I hope you guys had a great day. Am I Reister or am I wrong? Make sure you share the podcast with a friend. Help us grow. Help the, the, the listeners grow because this is the place where you can get the sports truth and no BS. Peace out. Catch you guys on Monday.